0: What's your favorite
1: scary movie? Be afraid Be very afraid You're gonna need a bigger boat Here's Johnny the power, you. the power of Christ compels you The power of Christ compels you Whatever you do, don't fall asleep Welcome to Talking Horror with Jamie and Nikisha
2: I'm Jamie,
0: and I'm Nikisha, and this is Talking Horror with Jamie and Nikisha, where we share our love for spooky things and talk horror through the lens of human behavior. Welcome, everyone. Welcome, welcome, we're welcome. We're welcome. welcome Hi. Hi. Now it's a trumpet. <laughs> 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 oh. <laughs> Great. right. I love that. We're keeping it. It's the, it's in there now. Trumpet. It's done. <laughs> it is no, done. That's,
1: an, uh, that's another sound effect I have to play. With. <laughs>
0: That's that's why you're here, Brian. Just give us all the sound effects that we need for today. I know.
1: Okay, great.
0: (laughs) I mean, there's no other way. Like, this movie doesn't have, I can't even think of a sound effect. It's just going to be a doozy today, so we're just going to get into it, guys, because today we're talking about the 2022 American slasher film, They Slash Them.
1: Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. I'm guessing that some of
0: you, you're not happy. Maybe you don't fit in people make fun of you well
2: i can't make you straight but you give us this week and we might be able to help
0: okay slash Slash. you (laughs) have to say the slash it's not Mm -hmm. just what is it punctuation is that what it is i don't know yes yeah i guess it is (laughs) So this movie was written and directed by John Logan, and this is his directorial debut. Okay, let's all keep that in mind as we discuss this. And it stars Theo Germain, Carrie Preston, Anna Chlumsky, my girl, where you at? (laughs) Austin Crute, (laughs) Koi Tan, and Kevin Bacon, just to name a few. This movie premiered at the Outfest Film Festival in July of 2022, and it was released for streaming on Peacock. So... If you have not watched they slash them, go to your Peacock account, watch it, and then come back and watch slash listen to us. Ooh. Woo-hoo. Does watch, anyone else think of a watch oh, slash, watch watch slash, slash listen. listen? Yes. Wonderful.
1: <laughs> truly. Spent, couldn't have done a better week. Let's end the episode now. This is truly perfect.
0: Brian is like the, the the pun is rubbing off on me because just just
1: <laughs> being
2: around Brian so sorry Jamie what were you about to say <laughs> oh no does anyone else think of that Katy Perry song Peacock like you want to see my peacock I have no. never heard that song in my life but... oh it's it's <laughs> Wait, very what? there's a song I think it's by Katy Perry and she's like you want to see my peacock cock cock my peacock oh. cock." No, anybody that's just
1: I know that did song. I make
2: it up but, oh, you do know that song?
0: Brian, yeah. knows, Brian knows it. Okay. i never yes. never heard it. I know
1: it. that song. <laughs>
2: okay. Well, it's by Katy Perry. Um, okay. And I think about that anytime anyone mentions a peacock. I, I, that's it.
0: <laughs> I, I will listen to this when, when it's over with. Brian will also put that in the episode as a sound effect.
1: <laughs> yeah, I wrote it down to pull it later.
0: Oh, so great. <laughs> We're all on the same a wavelength. Beautiful. Yep. So obviously heavy, heavy spoilers for they slash them and Jamie, give us all those trigger warnings because I know there are some.
2: Yes. I know. I was like bing, bing. trigger warning time. Um, <laughs> we're just making up new bits today. I don't know
0: why. <laughs> I, I love it so much. Wow. That got me, Jamie. Okay. Yes.
2: Uh, um, This movie has a lot of insides on the outside, although it kind of takes a while to get there. Oh, yeah. Um. And yeah, this it's a slasher film. So there's going to be a lot of slashing. Um, There is, uh, you know, some homophobia, some uh, very, this is like a very, I mean, commentary on heteronormativity, but like, there's a lot of messages and things that are not positive messages about LGBTQ people. Um, So there's a lot of transphobia, homophobia. Um, I mean, the... The core of this is about conversion therapy. So if you're familiar with what that is, um, it's it's not good. Um, and there was something else I was going to say. Oh, the aversion therapy scene um, mm-hmm. where someone is being tortured is also, via electrocution, also unpleasant to watch. So if any of these things are unpleasant to you, um, you know, steer clear. Yeah. Don't don't put yourself through it. There there are other things
0: to watch besides mm-hmm. besides this. But before we get into what the plot of this is, producer Brian, do you have some more words as you jot down all of the sound effects? <laughs> yeah, as I write down all the
1: timestamps to throw in sound effects that <laughs> <Right. laughs> you boy. give me. Uh, yeah, uh, we have a YouTube channel now, so find us on YouTube. It's called Talking Horror. Surprise, surprise. Uh, I'm slowly but surely putting all of our episodes there. New episodes will obviously appear when we when we release them. Uh, you can see our faces there if you're listening to us. If you can see us right now, hi. What up? Uh, so yeah, check that out. We're super excited about that. We're growing that. Subscribe there, and then you can always find us wherever you get podcasts. Uh, you can follow us on social media. Uh, we are at Talk Horror Pod on TikTok instagram as well as twitter so check us out all there
0: beauty beauty i feel like eventually we have to, you know, when people put up their hand and the, and the subscribe button is like yeah, flashes across. <laughs> I'm holding Roll it here for subscribe.
1: you. <laughs> I think we need to have a, I, I'm not 100% sure how YouTube totally works. I think we need to have a certain amount of subscribers to like start putting in external links and stuff like that. Mm. I don't know. Oh. Come on,
2: YouTube. cut us a break. Okay. We're hashtag doing <laughs> our best.
1: Yeah. We're do- hashtag doing our, <laughs> best. doing our best.
0: Okay. I do have to ask this um, because I know that we sometimes talk about things that we have watched this past week or trailers or movies we're excited about that are coming up. But a couple of weeks or a couple of days, a couple of weeks, I don't know, ago, we all decided that we were going to watch, sit and watch through all of the Fifty Shades of Grey <laughs> movies. Oh, yeah. Oh, just, boy, oh, boy. Just for shits and giggles, because it's all on Tubi, if you wanted to know. Free streaming. And I just have to say that I watched the first one and you guys, as in Brian and Jamie, you guys, I wanted to text you (laughs) so bad every 10 minutes in that movie, but I wanted to just save it all for just this moment and looking you in the eye (laughs) and asking you why you decided to watch this. But I'm also super (laughs) intrigued and I just, it's like a train wreck, and you can't stop, you can't stop watching it. It's its truly, the first 10 minutes, I was like, this is the worst acting I've ever <laughs> seen. On it's awful. In, in my life. And as someone who was not <clears throat> an actor first, singer first, I, just watching that was so painful. But <laughs> I heard that you guys didn't even finish the first movie.
1: <laughs> no. I can't get through it. I keep falling asleep.
2: We've, I think we've like put it on maybe three times now, and we're still not finished with it. No, I mean, okay, I've seen this movie before. Okay, okay, I've right. seen it. I also read the first book because there was so much hype about it, and I was like, all right, what's going on?
1: You, um, know, you don't have to be defensive of why you read the book.
2: <laughs> no, I and I never finished them because I was like, this is getting really wild and then I just read the plot summary on Wikipedia for the last one so I was like okay it was as wild as I thought it was going to end and like totally didn't need to get into all of that but like we had also watched Twilight like I had seen Twilight before but Brian (laughs) haven't and I wanted him to watch this as a fan fiction type thing that came out of twilight and like Mm -hmm. given that i think he enjoyed like the first twilight and you know everyone was on board and like you know for what it is it was entertaining i was curious to see a does i mean i don't think that 50 shades held up when i first saw it but like Mm -hmm. to someone who's new to it to to, two people who are new to it like what would they think having already seen the Twilight movies? And yeah. the impression that we're all getting is not good. Not good things. Not no, good it was things very bad. All. And it's – and it's.
0: <laughs> I was thinking about Twilight too when I was watching this because I, I didn't realize, Jamie, what you said, that it came from like the fandom hype of Twilight. So it makes sense. People are trying to make money, capitalism, whatever. But why? <laughs> why? 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 This I, – I, but I still want to know what happens at the end because how the person <laughs> ended is so dumb. It's that I so literally dumb yelled at my screen when, oh. she and, spoiler, when she gets to the elevator and the spoiler. when she gets the elevator and
1: leaves. Yeah. Dumb, <laughs> Sorry, dumb, happened. dumb. I'm not upset. Do not worry. <laughs> um, <clears throat>
2: this is,
1: this is my m- number one issue with the movie. Listen, is it a toxic relationship? Of course Like, Mm -hmm. is it, like, are all these, like, yeah, it is what it is. That's fine. I mean, it's, you know, it's whatever. My biggest problem with this movie is that I think that Dakota Johnson, this is not my biggest problem. I think Dakota (laughs) Johnson is doing the best job she can with a vanilla part. And Mm -hmm. I all, every time I watch this movie, I can only think about how hard and potentially uncomfortable um, that shoot was for her um and just like who i i mean i can only imagine what that hopefully they had like an intimacy coordinator but at that point in time who knows if they actually did so that's the first thing my biggest problem with this movie is that what's his name jamie dornan oh yeah Mm. is yeah has zero charisma they and they have no chemistry it is like a part like that like you could make him incredibly charismatic if you cast the right actor in that role but they have no chemistry i have i'm just like shocked any time that they want to have sex with each other like yes. i'm i'm like it's just like it's just like what <laughs> do you like you like he has no sex appeal like like in terms of uh in terms of like his like, I'm not, he doesn't charm her. She just like falls in love with him without being charmed. Out of nowhere. It, it does, it's awful. It's awful. I hate it. We'll finish it, I promise. But like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. yeah, sorry. I just got like very heated. I'm so sorry.
2: It's, it is. No. It is okay. But I think it's like trying, to, it's trying so hard to like mimic how Bella like swoons over Edward so mm-hmm. quickly. Mm-hmm. But like, it just, I mean, on screen, again, there's no chemistry. But like, even in the book, the bo- like, even thinking about the books, the Twilight books too, like Bella and Edward both suck. Bella has like Bella is like the characterless character. She has no personality, and her mm-hmm. entire personality is falling in love with Edward. Then, then you rip that off. Anastasia is like literally a blank page. Like you could have just yeah. not written lines in a book and handed an empty book to someone to read and be like, this is about this person. Like there's <laughs> nothing to her. So it's, again, yeah. it like, doesn't make sense. It's like, have you, have you watered down characters that like already aren't great? That's what this is. I agree. But
0: I can't yeah. wait for us to continue watching it. It's going to be a good time, guys. <laughs> yeah. Stay, Stay tuned for a subplot sub of watching the Shades.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> woof. Woof, woof, woof. Uh, on that note, we need a two-minute plot summary of the movie we're actually talking about <laughs> today, which is They Slash Them. Watch
2: the plot?
0: <laughs> and, Brian, I'm designating it to you.
1: Me? <laughs> to okay. Get- Sure. Will somebody, will somebody do the, uh, the timer for me?
2: Yes, I will. Dun, dun, dun. All right. So there is two minutes on the clock for you to summarize. They slash them. Are you ready? Ready. Okay. Ready, Ready Freddy Krueger. And what is they slash them about, Brian?
1: We open in the woods, and somebody is driving down the road, and they get a flat tire, and then they make every bad decision that you could make when you get a flat tire in the woods, and then they are murdered. Cut to the Whistler camp, which is a conversion camp, and all of these new campers are arriving, which means that none of them were the killer. So immediately, 14 people are not the killer in this movie. Thanks. So then you, so then Kevin Bacon comes out and he does a dance. No, I'm kidding. He does not do footloose, but he has an incredible speech and scene actually, where he explains to all of the people that have come to the conversion camp that he doesn't care if they're gay or not. If they're, if they're, he just wants them to be who they are. And then he splits them. And, but he's going to do his best to like help them throughout the week. He introduces all of the counselors and then he um, mentions that the one counselor is there for the first time. Um, and so then he sends all of the kids to their bunks by gender. Jordan, who um, uh, is, uh, uses they, them uh, pronouns, uh, mentions to him that where, does, where do they go. And because Jordan has been honest about you know who they are, um Kevin Bacon allows them to go to the uh the boy bunk. Uh anyway, lots of stuff happens. People get slashed. The the conversion aspect of it gets more menacing and more menacing. Poor Balthazar being a pervert gets k- killed. Um <clears throat> the female counselor uh starts to hit on the other counselors. And uh, the other campers, oh, man, there's a plant. One of the kids is a plant. Anyway, but all the all the counselors are getting slashed. It turns out it is the nurse who did it. And everyone <laughs> finds out, who, and and they're OK, because she was, this was, that was I don't, was, that was two minutes? You spent
2: so much time on the beginning. So, so much, much time. It's OK.
1: <laughs> anyway, everyone got slashed. She, oh wow I really botched that one and she, we find out that she, wa- she was a camper getting revenge and all the, campers real, all the campers real and then there was someone who was transitioning and was secretive about it we'll get into all that stuff um, but yeah it ended up being hey good
2: effort good yeah. effort
1: Yeah, good game,
2: good
1: game. <laughs> it ended up being can't beta. win them all but my girl killed people
2: my girl um, yes she's i guess
1: she's not my girl anymore and that's the plot. <laughs> she could see without her glasses that was Aww. a cool mask Aww. that was a super yeah, was cool a, mask it was that like was. duality the like the the idea that the mask is like stitched down the middle um mm. and like one side is like you know because I think I don't yeah, I I don't know if they had a conversation or have I just had the conversation in my head? Just the idea of <laughs> masks are an interesting thing because, excuse me, masks are an interesting thing because, um, you know, when you're by yourself in your home, you're yourself. You're not like putting on a facade for anyone. But when you're yeah. out and about and and you put on a mask, whether you are cisgendered and you know you just put on that mask. You know, but but people I'm I'm assuming people who are, um, you know, internally struggling, feel like the outside world doesn't accept them because they don't. um, They put on a different type of mask. So that duality mask was uh, fascinating. Also, like something I pointed out at the beginning of this movie is that when we Jamie and I were watching it, um, the bunks had no walls. They were like screened in so people could see into the bunk. So the the kids had no privacy at, at any point in time. Um, mm-hmm. They were also being recorded by Creepy Bulbasaur, but that's different. Um, right. Cool. That's it. I thought the math was cool. That's all I wanted to say.
2: <laughs> and that's Parlor Talk ready? with Brian. Oh, <laughs> I got I God.
0: Yeah, you, got, got. you got God. Come sit, have it a drink. It's Parlor Talk. <laughs> <laughs> you got got <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we love a parlor talk. I was just going to say, Brian, you know, since you are already on a roll there, we can just go into our segment of likes and gripes. And now our likes and gripes. So, Brian, right. continue on. Continue <laughs> on with your likes and gripes of the movie.
1: <laughs> okay. I thought this movie was wildly mediocre. However... I really appreciated and loved that, uh, the inclusiveness of the cast, that they actually cast non-gender binary, uh, gay actors and actresses and people, um, to actually play these parts. I really appreciated that. And I thought they were all wonderful. And I'd seen a lot of them in other films before or TV shows. I just thought that was great. Cause I'm in my head. I'm even thinking about like, for the, when we go to suggestions at the end, like, every LGbtq plus like movie it's not like the main point of the movie it's it's not like it's it's like a subplot to like one either um just check a box and include them and on the flip side it or it's um it degrades them in some way so yeah. <laughs> I thought that was great however the movie is way boring and uh very easy to figure out and just it there's no complexity to the actual movie like yeah. i mentioned in my fantastic plot summary <laughs> the first person gets killed right mm-hmm. but they get killed before the kids get there so it's it's either somebody we never met before or it's one of the counselors like th- so then so then you then it's only like one of four counselors and so the only red herring that there is really is that She's the new counselor. Like mm-hmm. that's like that's the only clue. <clears throat> there was a bit there where Jamie and I thought it was the um either the gym teacher, the athletics director, or the um activities director, the fiance. Um, just because you know, for, for whatever reason, we had some guesses, yeah. but then once they once they didn't kill the kids and they were only killing the adults, it was like very clear what was happening. So mm-hmm. And but although oh Balthazar was obviously red herring. He's like, yeah, I'm the groundskeeper. Um, (laughs) So that opening scene, um, gripes. I am immediately taken out by that fake ass deer. Mm, mm -hmm. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The CGI like (laughs) like the CGI for that was just like it, it just wasn't good enough. Like again, I'm out. Um, also that, that person made all the wrong decisions. Like you get back in your car and you drive away on the flat tire. Because you can still drive. Oh, you can still drive on the flat tire to get out of the way. Uh, although later on when we find out that she, or I don't know how that, um, doctor is presenting, um, but the nurse, the doctor, the infirmary person, uh, I don't know if that person Like she was. Now that we know that she wasn't just passing through, she actually was getting there. I don't know that maybe that's different, but still stupid. Um, uh, Whistler Camp, respect, renew, rejoice, revenge, spectacular. Um, Kevin Bacon was great in this movie. I thought his opening monologue was something was up, and Jordan obviously felt it in their gut, which I appreciated. Yeah. Uh, Shout out to a chorus line. I like expect I, I I coined this phrase from this movie. I liked expectation exposition. Like mm-hmm. the exposition of what's his name of Kevin Bacon is a lot of expectation setting. So he's setting expectations for what the kids will go through in this and what we as an audience member know is not going to be the case, if that yeah. makes sense. So I really liked how that was done. Um yeah, the kids were caught off guard by his kindness. Oh, something I found interesting, and we could talk about this in mm Brains, is that when they did the, the sharing circle, there were one of two things. One of two reasons why they were there. One was an ultimatum from family. The other was internal turmoil that they had to figure out for themselves. Mm. Um, <coughs> uh, I like that. I thought it was interesting that the uh, Kevin Bacon character said, i've been through therapy so i know how it can be um therapy is never done the fact that he thinks of it in terms of a there's a final there's a finalization to it and maybe Mm. jamie can can elaborate on that a little bit later was fascinating you can see through the cabins oh jamie and i the whole time were like why would you give up her meds like like that get but then but then i the idea that it was like it was the transition that the hormone mm-hmm. medicine within the Zoloft was interesting. Um I like the nuances that like Kim, the, the suburban uh, cheerleader or whatever she was, um, was exposed to new um, types of people at that camp that she had never experienced before. Like in, in terms of like some trans, some, uh you know, like she just she just didn't even know that these things were out there. I like that not everyone came in knowing what like the entire uh color of the flag meant if mm. that makes sense, yeah or represents um what are they doing with his cell phones? Yeah, I had that question. Um, <laughs> oversharing therapist, oh, we'll talk about Jordan in a moment on that therapy session that where she was where where um she was manipulating them. Uh, yes. and all of that, because I, I, felt like Jordan was smarter than that, but also has a lot of trauma. So that would affect them. Um, system masks. Um, are we choosing this? Oh yeah. Uh, change the voices in your head. Oh, okay. So while we were watching it, I said to Jamie, sorry, this is very exciting to me. I don't know why I said to Jamie, this is parlor talk. This is like parlor podcast. Um, I said to Jamie, if Alex didn't, if Alexandra, you know the scene where the the, the 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 counselor catches her in the shower? Yes. Okay. If that scene didn't happen, and all of a sudden we just see Alexandra switching bunks, I would have thought she was a plant. And I said that to Jamie. And I was like, I mm. think that Alexandra is a plant, but she's, uh, she's not because we saw the counselor catch her. Right. I thought Balthazar was actually, like, watching and sent the counselor over. But really, I think the counselor was going to hit on her and was surprised based on what she did with Kim. Um, <coughs> mm. Anyway, the fact that we even said that and then Jamie was like, no, I think there's still a plant here. She nailed it. Nice. Um. um <laughs> Uh, cameras. Oh, I need a, I need a Balthazar spinoff to figure out what he's doing with all the ventriloquist tummies.
0: No. So many dolls. Yes. Uh,
1: uh, the pie scene, the dog scene was wild. Um, Mm -hmm. Stuart and Kim are the low hanging fruit. Uh, step up, step your pussy up. I liked, um, yeah, (laughs) we'll talk about this too the ending is very heavy-handed but it's no more heavy-handed than any other horror movie i've ever seen like at the end yeah. where they're just like and this is the lesson we learn you know i don't know anyway i just went on for way too long long story short uh i thought it was fine uh i thought the mystery wasn't well i don't think it was nuanced at all i thought the characters were interesting and i was very much um engaged and invested in what happened to the characters, but not the story, not the plot. We guessed it very early on and mm-hmm. there weren't enough kills and excitement in those kills to like keep us engaged to the amount that we wanted to be.
0: Absolutely. I agree with that. Jamie, do you want to do your likes and gripes?
2: Sure do. Um <laughs> Brian stole a lot of my things, but, um, <laughs> things I liked, I, I actually like took notes while watching this for the first time. Normally I don't, but I mm. felt very strongly in the moment that I wanted to write down fucking a chorus line shirt made me cackle. Um, yeah. <laughs> so that was definitely, uh, a plus. Um, I also said Duke cannot die. So a gripe is that Duke did in fact die. Very, disappointed. very. Um, <clears throat> There was a lot of red herrings that like annoyed me and and just didn't seem necessary. Like it just we were guess whoing throughout the whole thing mm. because of like a lot of what Brian already said about like, you know, it can't be a kid for what this movie needs to be. Like it can't be a kid. It's not right. gonna be any queer person in this, at least a young queer person in this. Um, because I think that would, you know, diminish whatever meaning they're trying to make about this movie. So like, again, for, for the obvious in the beginning of like killing before the camp gets started and then all the kids arrive. And then on top of that, like, you know, the, the opposite of sleepway camp, perhaps, um, that it wasn't going to be any of those kids. Um, I agree. I think Kevin Bacon was definitely a standout. Um, I actually thought most of the counselors, were like are on my likes uh list. I thought they did a really good job, especially mm. as it does get more insidious and terrifying. I feel like again, Kevin Bacon's character is like we're seeing his true colors, and and it is scary to like see how he tries to get buy in from from these camper, I I guess you call them campers, um, from the campers in the beginning to like have them open up to then traumatize them and abuse them. Um, so I, I think he played that really well. I actually was disappointed in, in our girl, Anna. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I just didn't think her performance was very strong. And it also was weird. Like, it just, like, didn't make sense. Aside from the fact that, like, she's new. I'm the new nurse, and I'm here. But, like, I don't know. She just seemed – she kept, like, feigning ignorance anytime Jordan was like, do you know that this stuff is going on? And she had Mm. to be like, I have no idea what's going on, but I'll make sure you guys are protected. Because, like, the whole point is that, like, of course she knew what was going on because she went through it herself. Um, But, like, I just didn't get a – I, I just didn't feel like she, I don't know, it, her heart wasn't in it. I was, I was disappointed. Um, yeah. uh, yeah. so that, that, that wasn't great. Um oh, another note that I made, a gripe that I have is Kevin Bacon should absolutely not have been in that group session with his wife the therapist because his yeah. wife is the therapist, he is not the therapist. Why is yes. he there? What purpose does that serve? That's not yep. that's not confidential. Get the I mean, all of this was bad anyway. And we will get into his wife. Um but mm-hmm. yeah, he shouldn't have been there. I was like why are you here? Get out of here. Um, so that annoyed me. Um, what else was a gripe? I mean, not, it's not something I liked, but I do feel like, um, you know, the, I mean, the way in which the, the therapist, his wife was able to manipulate Jordan and some of the things like Some of the reasons that like when Brian said before that like people either were struggling with like internalized homophobia and, and, Mm. you know, like their identity versus the ultimatums. Like I've heard those, I've heard all of these things before in therapy. I've heard people who have had the threat, the one that Alexandra said in particular, I have heard many times before Mm. where it's the threat of, of a restricted family relationship. If you don't do this thing, then you'll never get to talk to your sibling ever again. Um, That, that, you know, this is like the things that they're talking about are real. And I'm, and that's also a like that they created, they created space for like the realities of like what queer people have to experience and endure. Um, Mm -hmm. and so I appreciated that. I also will say, I'm really glad that there were these two sex scenes in this movie that were Mm -hmm. uninterrupted by murder, because again, I feel like that, I feel like that's important for like the type of movie that I feel like they're trying to make again, even though I didn't think it was great, but a movie that's like full of queer people about queer people, it's not just like, oh, the queer people are having sex. So like, let's murder them. But like right. they allow that whole, cause I kept thinking that that's where my brain was going. I was like, don't, I was like in the, the fur with the, the two women, I was like, oh my God, like don't have sex out in the open. Like, you don't know where these people are. Like, I know right. there's only six adults here, but like they could be watching. I don't know. And I was expecting mm-hmm. like some I was expecting an arrow in the head from a far type thing. Oh, um sure. he, I, like that's truly what I was thinking about. And then later like, on, when you get the swimmer and Gabriel Gabriel, um oh, <laughs> that's what Brian said that because of malignant. Um oh, god when they when <laughs> when <laughs> they were having sex, um I was like – I literally wrote, why on earth would you leave the door open? Close the motherfucking door. But yes. obviously we know why they left the door open. But it was really stressing me out. And, like, it was hard to, like, be present in the moment for, like, them being intimate because mm-hmm. I was just thinking about either of them getting murdered. Um, for sure. So, sure. Uh, so there's that. Um, but, like, so many uh, – like, despite them trying to do something, like, new – there's so many tropes that annoyed me. Why does Balthazar have yes. to be obsessed with dolls? Like, really? Like, uh, why? Again, the red herring it. of it all. Give do- what?
1: Me, a Balthazar spinoff that is a sequel to Dead Silence.
2: <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my God. I want a Dead Silence uh,
1: 2, <laughs> like the Balthazar tapes.
2: Ooh. <laughs> Call up House make it House. It's Mega House. Oh, man. Uh, maybe not. Um, and yeah, at the end I stopped taking notes cause I was just like, why would you put yourself here for college admissions? Why is this nurse here? What did she agree to? But then obviously you get the reveal and right. none of it matters. Um, so, oh, my last gripe is, um, I, I really couldn't sit through the pink sing along scene. Oh, um, that was yeah. too far. That was too much.
0: hmm of, of all the things, like...
2: Of all the things, that was too much. Yeah. Pink. Thank you. Uh, no. My time is up. Thank you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, lots of things. I agree with all of the things that you guys are saying. I feel like this is just an okay movie. I will say that watching this is on the tail end of me watching a documentary on Netflix called Pray Away, which I would absolutely suggest people to watch. Uh, because it is about the start of conversion therapy in the '80s and the people who started it and where they are now and people who are trying to continue it on today. So, in watching this movie, I was thinking a lot about that documentary because you can just just watch the doc. It's it's absolutely worth it if it's something that is not triggering to you.
1: Yes, it's funny that you mention that because Jason Blum after seeing *Prey away um, basically was like, I really want to do a conversion therapy horror movie because he was so mm. horrified by *Prey away. And then mm-hmm. John Logan, who's an openly gay man um, just the director and writer. He also wrote a lot of the James Bond movies, a ton of uh, action movies and sci-fi movies and stuff like that. Um, he, it was brought to Jason Blum, like kind of serendipitously. I'm sure he was probably seeking it out, but it's so mm. funny that you mentioned that because Jason Blum watched that and wanted to make a movie like this?
0: I mean, the documentary is horrific in it's, it's a horror movie in itself, honestly. So, uh, but I understand why someone would want to do this film. And I want to choose my words very carefully because I am not a part of the LGBTQ plus community QIA plus community. Uh, But a definite ally and what makes me upset about this movie is that putting this community in a conversion camp as horror reminds me, reminds me as a, as a black female in America, it reminds me of putting black people in like Jim Crow as a horror movie or putting you know maybe slavery might be a little bit too far but just putting black people in already real life situations and making that the horror movie that makes me frustrated because it undercuts the fact that you're trying to have more representation to me in my opinion because I love that, and and Jamie, when you brought the sex scenes, I agree with that completely. I love that that happened. Have horny teens do horny things, like all day, yes, because that is the representation. that That is what we need to see. That is what kids need to see. They need to see, um, as, as far as people who are like them, that they can relate to. That is what the representation is. And I love this movie for that. And I love the array of things. And I thought the acting was was great from everyone. But it just really gets me frustrated because we always on here talk about just people being people in horror movies. And... I would just love an instance of people being people, but I'm happy this movie exists because it needs to, just so that people can see the representation. I just feel like it's a cop-out when you make real life situations, the horror of it all, you know, does that make sense?
1: It does. And I'm actually going to take that one step further in Mm -hmm. that the movie is tonally a bit of a mess and that also undercuts everything that what this movie is potentially trying to do. And, we, and yeah. I think we've talked about on this podcast before, like, intention versus execution. Obviously, the yes. intention was all positive And the execution was muddled. I, but I don't think it was bad or negative in some connotations. But right. I, I do think that tonally, this is just like stacking on to what you're saying. Tonally, mm-hmm. it's two different movies. It's a it's a it's a, a a fine, it's a bad slasher movie. If you're just taking the slasher side and the mystery and the actual like murders and the death and stuff like that, a very guessable, not great, sometimes beautifully shot, uh uh bad slasher. slasher movie. Mm-hmm. But on the flip side of it, it's actually a very interesting, sometimes terrifying, sometimes really intense like conversion therapy movie and like Mm. the sequence on the archery range with the dog is an excellent scene and kind of Jordan stepping up in an, in, in that way to protect, uh, the other kids, uh, and, and like the, the adversion therapy, like all, and, and the, and the way that the therapists are manipulating the, um, the, the kids especially when um in hindsight when gabriel gabriel when gabriel comes out of the uh, room and is crying that's just to start to manipulate uh jordan Mm. because there was no real therapy session with gabriel um but the point i'm trying to make is because it's so muddied we didn't even get like a good slasher it was all just the kind of like like Conversion camp, like this, is just generally icky and awful because this really happens. And the stuff that doesn't happen with like wacky slashers in there just wasn't like big enough to like undercut what was actually happening. If that make to undercut or like relieve, like you know that that next level enhancing it, you know, making it bigger than it really is. Does that make sense? I think
0: I think that's probably what the problem is. Is that Because it was not a great slasher movie in general, if it was, you know, all males, all whoever, you know what I mean? Like, it just wasn't a good slasher movie. I I agree Mm -hmm. with that. And I feel like the ickiness of it just sat in the ickiness of conversion therapy. And then and there was nothing else, truly, just like a couple of kills. But, you know, if it was elevated, I guess, in a way, like you're saying, Brian, of making it even more of a kookier slasher movie or, you know, I like that none of the kids did, none of the kids died, but like if, if the the killer was different, if the kills were different, then maybe I wouldn't think so much about the fact that we're just sitting in the ickiness of yeah. just conversion therapy. Cause I just, I don't want to watch a movie of just, Conversion theory. I can watch Pray Away and 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 feel the same ickiness. You know yeah. what I mean? Like and, and totally. know that like, I'm walking into a documentary and not a horror movie.
1: Yeah, honestly, one tweak to this: if you for somehow make this movie a little bit more of a mystery of who is it, because mm-hmm. you you really there's only five people to choose from. It's the therapist, Kevin Bacon, Anna Chomsky, couples, or or yeah. the two the two counselors mm-hmm. and Balthazar. Yeah. That's six, but yeah. like that's it. And and yeah. it's like if you made it a little, if you made the mystery a little bit interesting, maybe threw some more kills in there because there were only twenty five kids at that camp, and uh, or fourteen kids at that camp um, when they first arrived. And like <laughs> Jamie and I, Jamie and I kept joking about like the same five kids who were just like always in the background, <laughs> yeah. like those the, poor the extras, <laughs> the black the black girl with the braids, and then the bigger yeah. girl. And then the, the the like the like blonde boy and like mm-hmm. all these characters who are just like in the background, be like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, oh. or like standing with her when they were making the pies, or when they're all oh, hugging him God. after Jordan shoots the dog, and like those other yeah. kids just standing in the back, being like, what What's happening? Amazing, <laughs> fantastic. MVP are the extras in this. I knew they oh, yeah. were there. Oh
0: my gosh! Uh, yes. All all yes to everything and I don't have any more to add to my for my likes and gripes except for Kevin Bacon can still get it because wow that man is beautiful. So
1: it, he looked really good. <laughs> his his costume so right? He just like fit that in hair? those clothes perfectly. Oh yeah. Honestly, he I know mm. he was like a bad dude in this, but like mm-hmm. he still comes off as super cool. Like just yes. as like a person, even though like he was playing a garbage person, he still seemed yes. super he looked super cool.
0: That's his which, that's his charisma that, that which, Christian yeah. Gray
1: needed. I was just gonna say, but also that's a part of it.
0: <laughs>
2: his charisma
1: <laughs> won me over at the beginning because I even paused it and turned over to Jamie and was just like, wait, I thought conversion camps like this seems very weird for like like this to be the like introduction. Like, what are they trying to do at this conversion camp? And I mm-hmm. and 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 like he was so convincing that he like fooled me. I was like, "Wait, no, of course!" Like he's just being nice to them when they first get off to gain their trust, and then he's gonna fuck them up. Like, well, yeah, because
0: I thought the same thing from the beginning. It made me mad that he was being nice because, bitch, this is still a conversion therapy camp. Like, there's no way to be nice about it. Like, this is there's Actually- nothing nice about any of this.
2: That is my gripe. That is my actual biggest gripe that didn't make sense to me. And really when we get to our four S's, like it took a huge hit in human behavior because like, I don't know why anybody would have bought into like, uh, yes, of course he's like trying to earn their trust, but Jordan is so confused by everything going on. And I don't understand their confusion. I don't know why you're confused because you know what conversion camp and conversion therapy are. This shouldn't be confusing to you. Like it's, it's intentionally manipulative. Why are you confused by that? That really bothered me because it, it, again, like they all knowing what, knowing what their, their choices are in those moments of like, you either agree to this or again, there's ultimatums for many of them. Like Mm -hmm. I don't, uh, maybe there's a few exceptions where like people don't fully know, but I feel like most of them know what they're getting into and then Absolutely. are still like, Oh, this is like, it was for me, it was totally unnecessary for Jordan to like snoop around and find all this stuff. Cause I was like, yeah, of course they're torturing people. That's what all this is. That's what yes. this is about. I don't understand why that, right. that's that just like, didn't, that did not make sense to me.
1: So here's a question. Do you think the Jordan character was well played? Like, and underwritten and poorly written or do you think like, because Jordan seemed smarter than it was. Pl- uh, maybe, maybe they played Jordan smarter than it I was wonder if written. it's like, do you know what I mean? Because,
2: yeah. well, because there's so much like, self-doubt. Like there's that part where Alexandra before the, the sing along, um, where Mm Alexandra is like you, and I wrote down self-compassion because she says like, you need to be more compassionate towards yourself. And Mm -hmm. I wonder if that also kind of connects to this larger, like self-doubt and, and, you know, like lack of, of confidence or, or security in themselves. And like that somehow is making them question what's going on around them. Like the inner turmoil Mm. is also now, like, this is, this is me therapizing Jordan, but like what's going on inside is also impacting them outside. So like their perception of what's happening around them maybe is also skewed and confusing because they themselves are like, you know, still, trying to make sense of like their own identity connected to right. the pressure that they feel from their family. I don't know. I'm making no, that up because I agree. No. I think that Jordan is very smart and, and otherwise very self-sufficient, but I don't understand why they are like so shocked and confused at what's going on to the point where they're like, something doesn't make sense here. And I'm, but I'm like, no, it, it makes exact, it, it makes perfect sense. It's it, this is exactly what it's intending to do. Why yes. does that surprise you? It looks like a duck.
0: It quacks like a duck. This is yeah. a motherfucking duck. Uh, yeah. And, <laughs> <laughs> and that
2: happened, that scene. <laughs> Sorry. That no, scene, I want, now I want, excuse me, producer Brian, please insert duck <laughs> quacks here. Thank you. Uh. Please, please. <laughs> <laughs> I think you mean quack.
0: That's, uh No, but you're right. Because, Jamie, that scene happened right after his, uh, their therapy session. And that's mm-hmm. when they were questioning all the things so that makes sense i think that it's all the writing i think none of I, th- how the actors played the role was to the best of their ability but yeah. how the writing was just didn't add up because in one moment he's snooping around and he finds the things and then there. anna and he sorry they find the things and uh then Anna comes up and she's like, Oh, I guess I'll just help you now. Like that whole <laughs> transition
2: is <laughs> so I
1: weird. I I'll just help you now. I, <laughs> yeah.
2: I think I, it was I, written for like not human people playing as humans. Like yeah. it took away, it like took away the autonomy of like how would like a normal human being interact if they were in this situation. And it's right. like, why? Because even the end where they're like, I'm just going to live. I was like, ugh, no, no No. person is ever going to say that. Like, that was so corny. No one, no one talks like this. Like, I can't with the, like, throw me the stupidest plot ever, but at least have people talk like human people. Like, have them be genuine people. Like, I don't know. I I don't get it. Cause some of the lines were, were funny and interesting. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean,
1: (laughs) I don't know if this was,
2: the step your pussy up made me laugh. The I'm a black trans woman. I could do it in heels made me laugh. Yes. Um. But I mean, ultimately, like some of the things that uh, Jordan's lines weren't ideal. The, it annoyed me. Um. Mm. But yeah, I think that's like a really big problem is just like the lack of humanity of the characters and like being like the adults. I think were more realistic human people than mm. the kids. Mm hmm. I keep saying kids, but they're like, they're not children. <laughs> Some of them, I, I'm pretty sure, are like
0: 18, 20. In college, because yeah. one, one person was, I think she, she was there writing her thesis. Admissions. So maybe she admission.
2: was 17. Oh, okay. Maybe oh, she admissions. was. Okay. Okay. okay.
1: But also, uh, it, that that is interesting because what you were saying before, like, uh, uh, Jordan in that room knows that they're being manipulated, but there's so much internal trauma and insecurity that they would start to be really affected by what the therapist is saying and right. that would potentially set them off to like search or do that even though like yeah why are you so surprised you sent to a a, a conversion camp like you, yeah that's literally you, the point of it yeah but you also like you didn't look it up before you got there like i know it's probably like nice marketing like we're just gonna talk to you but like i understand that if anything they should have done a little bit more explanation about like maybe aversion therapy hasn't been in practice since X, Y, and Z. I'm not saying mm-hmm. it hasn't. I'm sure people still do it because cause people are terrible. But mm-hmm. like there more context around some of the choices that a camp does and why maybe that camp is worse than other camps. You know, like I don't yeah. know. But then but then you're a torture porn uh movie and not a slasher movie. So mm-hmm. again, this this movie is. The slasher part of this movie isn't good enough to justify the like the other stuff that makes me even more uncomfortable because of how real it is.
0: Right, and we're already into it, so here's our section of brains that we mm. have been discussing with mental health and human behavior for the past fifteen minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Since we uh, already brought it up. Jamie, let's go ahead and talk about aversion therapy, what that Mm. is exactly, and can you talk about how they use that in this movie and how accurate, not accurate it it is?
2: So aversion therapy or aversion conditioning falls under the bucket of behavioral therapy. Mm. So, uh, you know, using different techniques, stimuli, things like that to change certain behaviors to re like, if you've heard of positive and negative reinforcement, so it's yeah. like positively reinforcing the behavior that we want, the desired behaviors and, and <clears throat> negative reinforcement or removing of, of certain things in order to eliminate the unwanted behaviors <laughs> that, that, you know, we don't want. So aversion therapy is the idea of pairing an unwanted stimuli or discomfort with, a. Uh, Anytime time there's a behavior that we don't want present. So in the film, the scene with the swimmer, he's tied to a chair and is shown images of like scantily clad men and women. And when mm-hmm. the woman is shown, nothing happens to him. When the men are shown, he receives a shock. Um, so he's like being tortured and the, their goal is for him to associate like the, the scantily clad nude men with unpleasant, uncomfortable sensations. Mm. Um, so so, I mean, this is like, this is extreme and extreme depiction of it. And also like real, like this has been done, um, and I don't even know if they're, like, what the scientific backing, if there even is any for, like, you know, where this came to be. But, mm. like, it's interesting because of its connection to getting rid of other unwanted behaviors like smoking and, like, addictions mm. and things like that. But, again, I I don't think it's, like, this – this is not – it's not necessarily being done with – um with shocks, but there are, I think there's, uh, if I'm not mistaken, like with alcohol in particular, there's medication that like, that you take where if you have the urge to drink while you're taking the medication, if you drink, you will become violently ill. And like part of that is to like, is to, you know, reduce your interest in wanting to drink. But again, there's other the idea of like saying that these are unwanted behaviors also doesn't necessarily speak to like the dependence or like in this case, the like innate identity that people hold and trying to change their identity through torture. Um, so again, it's interesting to see like a type of behavioral therapy be used for evil, um, and, and harm. So, um, so that's what happens and it's very upsetting. Well, talking
0: about therapy being used for harm, let's talk about the therapist. Oh, boy. And give me your notes. Just give me your notes about about her.
2: (laughs) I mean, it was like, it was so awful to watch them go through everyone's stuff and like learn all of their secrets and their traumas Mm -hmm. and then use it to manipulate them and like gaslight them and just be awful to them in in this like space that's supposed that's under the guise of being like supportive and right you know helping them um so it's it's just like very cruel and and incredibly harmful and ugh. it's and the only thing i just kept thinking is like how like again, because these places are real, how, how, like, who do they actually have, like, quote, therapists? Like, it's not, mm-hmm. like, this is, this is unethical and mm-hmm. very harmful. So, like, <clears throat> who are, are there, like, I mean, yeah, it just makes me upset to think about, like, are there terrible people out there in real life who are, like, using tools that are, that are designed to help support people, using them for evil to like perpetuate harm and yes. like, just destroy people. Yeah. <laughs> like it just was, awful. I mean I will say
0: like if you watch if you watch the documentary prayer way there is a whole thing whereas a bunch of people who have degrees
2: yeah in I he- I all
0: kinds that. of psychology, sociology, all of the thing, mental health, and they are up there yeah, really trying to scientifically prove how they can change someone.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's not surprising that these people exist because like I've encountered them in my career. I've encountered them in graduate school. So That's it's crazy. like I know I know that there's people who go through these like who it's it's also nuts to like decide to choose this career path mm-hmm. and then it's like what I don't know if just the the cognitive dissonance and like disconnect between like the path that they've chosen and the field of study that they've chosen and what they're trying to do and and like action wise like yeah. that they are just so malaligned. But like it's it is it's nuts to to think about. And yeah, mm. it was like it was very upsetting to see because it's again like you know you can. You can identify when you're meeting with someone and like sensitive topics and and like, you know, I mean, there was like no rapport building because we're no. just getting right into the like nitty gritty deep trauma and and just like how traumatizing that could be to to hear that all back. It's like, you know, re-traumatizing to to go through all of that again and someone like belittling you in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it just. It was, it was wildly upsetting to watch that. Yeah, absolutely. Brian,
0: I'm sorry, were you going to say something? Uh,
1: I was just going to say, I was just going to mention the fact that when we saw Cora, the therapist, uh, that one scene with Gabriel, there was clearly like a trophy picture, like wall, like all the kids that, it didn't say explicitly, mm. but potentially all the people who came through the camp that they quote helped um mm. on that yes. wall like that was mm. also something that was interesting but i think we need to um indoctrinate cora into our bad therapist hall of fame
2: absolutely <laughs> welcome i feel like we need like a graphic of like all of these all <laughs> of these people yes. on like a wall of plaques oh my gosh no, it definitely. Yeah. It's. I mean, mm-hmm. she kind of caps
0: it as one of the worst.
2: Yeah, I mean, watched. most of them, like so far, we we have, you know, evil hypnotherapists. Like they're yeah. all like using these skills that again, like that's that's what's so uh, it just makes you feel icky. It's like mm-hmm. they went through all of this training and and you know, like like not only educational, but also like in practice Mm -hmm. to get to this place and then use all of these skills and tools for evil to perpetuate so much harm. And it just, it's just so upsetting to me. It's, it is all very, very upsetting, very icky. Mm -hmm. But
0: as us, as, as a society, Jamie, can you just talk to us about some ways that we can help People feel safer, like the opposite of having conversion <laughs> camps and such, just because I feel like you know hopefully nowadays people are on more of the ally side of things, but we can always be doing better mm-hmm. <laughs> um especially and i you know i'm I'm sure you have encountered people who have suffered from not having support in, in these areas. So can you just talk to us about some ways that we can be supportive, you know, in, in, in helping people just feel safe?
2: Yeah. I mean, I think you even said safer, which I really like because like, I feel like it's hard to ensure someone's safety Just because like there's so much, you know, uh, like they're not to say that it's okay and like excusable for people to constantly make mistakes. Like the hope is that people are like learning and growing and like being able to rectify Mm -hmm. when, if they have done something, but like it is, it's very tricky in, in the therapeutic space. Um, you know, I I can speak to like social work and say that like one of the one of the core tenets of social work is cultural competence, which, you know, being in the field for a few years, it's funny to me that like at the baseline is competence, which isn't really mm. <laughs> that much. Right. And I find I, I, it just makes me laugh. So it's like, you know, <laughs> if that's, that's the bare minimum, Sure. Great. Hopefully we can try to go a little bit above and beyond here. Um, but like, I think it is, it's, you know, acknowledging, acknowledging people's like intersectional identities, um, acknowledging the uh, acknowledging like my own limits, acknowledging that like, I haven't necessarily had all the experiences that you have had. Um, and that like, it's not my place to like put my stuff on you because Mm. like you have your own unique experiences that are informed by your identities and values and all of those things. So it's like acknowledging all of that. Um, I think there's also a big piece of like self-awareness involved in that. Mm. Um, like I think it's really important for I think it's important for therapists to know themselves pretty well being therapists yeah. because you want to be really careful about your stuff not again, like similarly not getting in the way of what you're trying, like how you're trying to support a client. And Mm. I think a lot of that comes from like doing your own work, doing your own, like doing your own therapy, but like learning about yourself, understanding yourself, understanding your intersectional identities and cultures, like Mm. knowing thyself can be a really powerful tool in supporting others. And again, not that you're like, you know, dumping that stuff on a client, but I think there also is a lot of, uh, like value in, in like the use of self when appropriate. And like, for some people, if they do have shared identities, they really appreciate knowing it's like that sense of like, oh, you understand me, you get me. Mm -hmm. Um, and like how that can be really helpful for people. Um, especially searching for a therapist, wanting to find someone who they know is like them and how much more comfortable they can feel. But again, if you aren't, that's okay too. You don't have to be exactly like your clients to help be empathetic and compassionate and, and understand that like, there are all kinds of things that inform your clients, like needs and things that they're, and like strengths and all of those things. So like, absolutely. There are, there are the shared societal things that we have, but there's also unique cultural things and, and other like unique things that are imparted on, you know, your clients and, and how you need to be mindful of them as you are navigating the things that come up. And that comes up all the time. And I'm never Mm -hmm. upset or like, or, or thrown off when someone's like, well, you know, actually like, I'm also Hispanic. So like the, this particular thing comes up a lot in my family and like mm. something that I grew up with and and things like that, or like, I actually was raised Catholic. So like, these are the things that also like, these are values that are really important. And so, you know, maybe this strategy doesn't necessarily consider X, Y, Z things because like, this is something that like, I believe that I experience That's a part of who I am. Um, yeah. And so, like, I think something that goes a long way beyond competence is is being open to that feedback, being receptive to what your clients are saying, because that's the only way that you're going to best serve them. Um, yeah. So get off my soapbox. No, this is all
0: fabulous. Can you quickly just give us uh, your favorite resource or website for finding a therapist? As, as you said, like, if you want to find somebody Ooh. that is a certain, you know, that you can relate to in certain ways. Yeah.
2: My new favorite one, cause I just joined it in mm-hmm. June, not sponsored, but inclusive therapists, um, is okay. awesome. It is like very, there's like every single type of thing that you, that you are looking for. They have it listed. It's like, it's very thorough, um, mm-hmm. which I really appreciate. Um, And again, like you can search, you can search for like, I'm looking for someone to help me with anxiety. You can search for like, I'm looking for someone in my insurance. You can search for any type of specialty, languages, um, accessibility, um, other approaches and things like that. Like people want to know, you know, like, do you come from a, health of every size approach? Do you come from like a cognitive behavioral approach? Do you, are you trauma informed? Like all of these things you can, you can search for everything. Um, and like, yeah, I think it's, it's really great. And you said inclusive therapy is what it's called. Inclusivetherapists.com.
0: Great. Fantastical. Mm -hmm. Well, on that note, I think that wraps up our, our brains. Should we go into some Rotten Tomatoes? It's
1: the rotten Tomatoes
0: game. See what Let's that rot. score is? Ten. Let's
1: do Tops. it. Let's Excellent. do it. Well, what do you think this has on Rotten Tomatoes? Oh,
2: 60. Oof. No, I'm going in the opposite direction. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to say 26. Work. I didn't want to be that. No, be that. I think it's not well regarded.
1: This has a 32 percent. Uh, It has a lower audience score of 15 percent, but the the tomato meter is 32 the critics consensus is although it deserves credit for its strong cast and inclusive premise they slash them is too tonally messy to cut more than skin deep
0: everything we just said some sentences
1: are we the critics consensus now I think oh we need to be. Can God. they sponsor
0: us?
1: Yeah, yeah, just the critics. <laughs> um, just the critics.
0: Cool.
1: Fantastic. Uh, four, four S's?
0: Yeah, let's do it.
1: Okay. Yeses.
2: Yes, yes, yes. Skulls,
0: and suggestions. The talking horse, four
1: S's. The four S's are. Skulls, scares, shakes, and suggestions. We'll talk about how this handles mental health and human behavior with skulls. We'll talk about uh, how scary was this. Can you shake this? We'll last with a while, and then we'll do suggestions. Um, Jamie, why don't you go first with all of your um, four S's, uh, except for suggestions. We'll hold that off to the end. So
2: my three S's.
1: Your three S's before we get three to the S's. four, yes.
2: <laughs> um. So four skulls. I, I gave it a five. Uh, it kind of hits in the middle because, again, I feel like they allowed for some people to be human people, and then some people <laughs> really lacked the human quality of being a human. Um, and also the, that whole beginning scene was just full of bad decisions. So that lost a lot of points. Um, for scares, I gave it a two. And now I'm really mad because I can't remember. there I got – one jump scare got me., um, I can't remember what it was, and I was like, <laughs> "Really? that was silly. I was annoyed. Um, mm. and then the anxiety that I had about that open door in like the the that locked room. Um, When they were having sex like that, that gave me a lot of anxiety. Um, But otherwise, it wasn't it wasn't scary. Um, Shakes, I'm gonna give this like a 2.5. Like I'm, you know, again, I'm happy that there's like a movie starring queer people. But like, this wasn't this wasn't good. Mm -mm. (laughs) This wasn't great.
1: Mm -mm. Nikisha?
2: Skulls, I also
0: gave it a five, uh, mostly just for exposing how fucked up conversion camps are, so people need to know. <laughs> and scares, I gave it a one. Nothing got me, and this, the kills were not great. Shakes, I'll give it a two for the same reasons for Jamie, just the representation of it all. I'm happy it exists in the world, but it was not good.
1: Um, yeah, I did a five for skulls as well. Like I feel like it's halfway there, and then then, then doesn't uh Mm -hmm. scares was a one for me oh excuse me scares was a two for me because the like the the conversion camp side of it was more scary than the flip side um Mm -hmm. and then for uh shakes um i I gave it a two it it would it's very disappointing uh as a slasher um but uh yeah let's go into suggestions uh nikisha jamie do you have any suggestions
0: I do for, if you just want, uh, I've suggested this before, but it, if you want just LGBTQ people in it, but it's not the whole premise of the thing, watch the perfection with Alison Williams and Logan Browning. Mm.
1: Sure. And then pray away.
0: Oh God. Yes. Oh, watch it. Wow. I was unwell. I was sick at how awful that all, everything is. Mm. Mm -mm.
1: Jamie
2: so for a slasher that also features a queer romance that I thought was better than this check out the Fear Street series that we've talked about many times Um, and then for a movie that i I referenced when I was talking to Brian while we were watching this that I wanted this movie to be, but it, it just, it can't, it's not going to be as good. Mm. Um, but I'm a cheerleader, the 1999 satirical romantic teen comedy film with Natasha Leone as a cheerleader who gets sent to an inpatient conversion therapy camp. Oh shit. Okay. Not horror, but it yeah. is what I thought of while watching this.
1: Got it. Um, for me, I said, I don't know. I just wanted some, some positives, uh, you know, LGBTQ representation. So I'm going to go, well, it's not perfect. I'm going to go with, uh, the haunting of Bly Manor. Oh, was uh,
0: just such a romance.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but, um, that, that's what I'm going with there.
0: Great. Well, cool. I think that wraps up our episode of they slash them. You can follow us on all of the social medias, and now the YouTubes. Please watch us. We are here for you at Talk Horror Pod for all of our social medias. And is it at? Is it just look up Talking Horror for YouTube, Brian?
1: Yeah, just look up Talking Horror. You'll find us with these beautiful faces, yeah, with these dulcet tones.
0: (laughs) And where can they listen to us, Brian?
1: Uh, You can listen to us wherever you get podcasts: Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Stitcher, Google. All those places, rate and review us. Five stars, please.
0: And, thank, and you. thank you. And thanks to those who have rated us and commented on all of the things. We appreciate the support as we continue to hashtag do our best. <laughs> and I don't know, what horror what horror quote do we want to end with?
1: Uh Obviously, step your pussy up. Oh, you're right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's what this movie needed to do. Yes. <laughs> step its pussy up so Mm -hmm. (laughs) thanks guys thank you bye bye